Welcome to the Wild Becoming Podcast, the ultimate gateway to ignite your spiritual journey and unlock a life of harmony, purpose, and conscious living. My name's Amanda Machado. I'm your guide in this quest for self-discovery. As an epidemiologist and devoted teacher of consciousness, I take my inspiration from spirit, science, and nature and make conscious living practical for your everyday life. In this sanctuary of knowledge, we will blend the robust foundation of scientific truth with wisdom woven by diverse communities, disciplines, and niches across the globe. We're not just connecting the dots here. We're simplifying the intricate patterns of our world in order to fuel your transformation like never before. Before we embark, a quick note. While I'm deeply passionate about well-being, I'm not a medical expert. If you're facing psychological or medical challenges, it's essential to seek the guidance of a qualified professional. Your health and happiness matter. So to all you seekers, dreamers, and curious souls yearning for growth, this podcast is your catalyst. All starts and ends with the spirit. Your spirit holds the key. And today, we unlock its infinite potential together. Today we're diving deep into the rhythm of nature with a focus on the equinox and ancient spiritual practices that can help us manage the challenges of changing seasons, maintaining our energy, decreasing our stress, and finding balance as work intensifies during the transitions of fall and spring. Here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're starting this transition and I'm actually getting really cozy here with all of my pillows and blankets and my tea. As I record this episode for you, I'm actually using a very cozy robe as a blanket right now, and it feels really nice and nourishing and comfortable. So let's dive into this conversation where we're going to start by talking about the equinox. So to truly understand the art of flowing with nature seasons, let's begin by exploring the equinox. The equinox marks the time when day and night are nearly equal length. So it's a time where in a moment there's perfect balance in the natural world and it offers us this beautiful opportunity to align our lives with this notion of harmony or balance. And so as the days grow shorter or longer, during this transition from either summer to fall or winter to spring, depending on where you are in the world, we may find ourselves struggling to adapt to the changing daylight. And we know that this can actually affect our mood, our energy levels, and even our work-life balance. We know that the equinox actually plays a significant role in the natural world's balance. So how might we actually embrace this transitional period and staying in harmony with the changing seasons? What can nature actually teach us about having our own inner equinox of balance? And how can we harness the equinox energy? The equinox marks a moment of perfect balance and you can tap into this energy by taking some time for introspection and setting intentions for the season ahead and really considering what aspects of your life need deeper, a deeper sense of balance? And what changes would you like to see in your life? And how would you like to see yourself shift 
just as nature shifts and just as nature changes throughout the seasons. And how might we use this as an opportunity where you can align your goals by aligning yourself with the natural rhythm of the earth? Just as nature is adaptive, you can also be very adaptive with your routine and what you implement in your daily routine. So as daylight hours change, it's really essential to think about how you might adapt your daily routine to accommodate the shifting seasons. And this can include things like adjusting your sleep schedule if you're needing to ensure you're still getting enough rest. Consider modifying your movement routine to make the most out of the available daylight. So I'm shifting kind of when I'm walking during the day and stuff like that and making sure that I'm getting that in. Right now, I'm just loving these nice long walks outside, being in the garden, grounding my bare feet in the grass, really taking advantage of it. And witnessing the seasonal change outside and allowing myself to be part of it. So you can, you can really allow yourself to be part of the seasonal, seasonal shift. And this can help you maintain your energy levels as well as your overall well-being. And connecting with nature is such a huge part of this. So this weekend, I'm actually planning on going on a hike in nature with a friend to really prioritize connection uh, with nature and with people. One of the things that I recently heard, a uh, very interesting statistic, was that people often regret not staying connected to friends or prioritizing their happiness. And being in nature with friends and with family is really where I feel happy and content and connected. And nature can really serve as this mirror for the changing seasons. And spending time outdoors really helps me to deepen my connection and can really help us to deepen our connection with the equinox, especially around this time. So really taking that time to take those walks in the crisp autumn air or enjoying the budding beauty of spring if you're in the southern hemisphere, these moments of communion with nature really help us to appreciate the seasonal shift and find inner balance. And I can tell you, I used to be someone who would get really anxious, especially uh, when I was moving from the transition from summer to fall. And so this is something that's really helped me on my journey that I'm so excited to share with you today. And so we know that making the most of the equinoxes transformative energy and really having the grace to adapt to the changing seasons can really bring us this sense of harmony. Now let's dive into how some ancient spiritual practices really allow us to manage and get us ready for either less sunlight or more sunlight. And through our understanding, we may discover valuable wisdom that can help us navigate the challenges of diminishing sunlight together, especially for those of us who are in the northern hemisphere where sunlight's going to be diminishing. One practice that resonates deeply with me as well as ancient traditions is Taoism and within Taoism mindfulness meditation. I've just found this to be a powerful tool that really allows us to ground ourselves in the present moment 
find peace, find contentment, even when daylight is scarce or the seasons are changing and our body is reacting to that change. Imagine amidst the changing seasons, really allowing yourself to sit in stillness and following the teachings of the Tao, for example. Embracing what is known as Taoism and Eastern philosophy, one of the key concepts is Wu Wei, also known as effortless action. In these moments, you can let go of striving and just simply allow things to unfold naturally. And this allows us to find balance and harmony in our everyday lives. Ayurveda is another ancient practice that really resonates with me. And this is from the Indian system of medicine and wellness. And this also offers us a beautiful practice that not only helps us to cope if we are moving through a period of less sunlight or seasonal change, but also serves those of us who may feel like we don't really take the time to allow ourselves to be nourished, to allow ourselves to be happy, to allow ourselves those moments of self-love. There's this traditional Ayurvedic practice that allows us to do self-massage with warm oil. And it's really encouraged in traditional Ayurveda and called Abhyanga, which is an ancient Sanskrit word that means massaging the body or glowing body. This allows us a deeply nurturing and rejuvenating practice that we can utilize when we're moving through the seasons that can be easily incorporated into our daily routine. So the practice of Abhyanga allows massaging your body with warm oil before taking a warm shower or bath. The the warm oil soothes your muscles, allows you to calm your mind, and promotes that sense of well-being. And this practice, I would say, is not just about self-care, but also about self-love, self-acceptance, and having that intention to bring more happiness and love into your life, and allowing you to also nourish your body at the same time. Because let's be real, we all suffer from those moments where perhaps we don't really allow ourselves to allow our own happiness and self-love in. It's actually been reported that people in their dying days said that their biggest regret was not allowing themselves to be happier, which we can learn so much from. It says a lot about what we actually need to prioritize in our lives and really taking the small moments to prioritize ourselves and our own happiness. So here's where this practice can serve those who may struggle to allow themselves to be happy. So as you're doing this beautiful massage with yourself and taking all the care and attention, you're actually allowing yourself to feel into that aspect of self-love, self-acceptance, but you're also sending a powerful message to your body and spirit, a message of self-love and self-worth. You're literally nourishing your body and soul with all the love and acceptance 
that you could ever want. Because when you think about happiness, it usually comes down to things like love and acceptance that we want to cultivate in our lives or receive from others. And it's okay to want to receive that from others. But it means so much when we can also cultivate that for ourselves. And we actually end up attracting more of that and being very receptive to that same love and acceptance from others when we're able to really cultivate those moments within ourselves. And so this warming oil massage practice can really help us to balance our energy and emotions. It can help us to embrace happiness and contentment in the small moments that we have with ourselves. And this practice can really encourage us to slow down, to be present, to be in the body, and to let go of any judgment or expectations that may be holding you back from experiencing true joy and contentment within the small moments of your life because the small moments of your life are actually the moments that make up your life. Remember, happiness is not an external achievement. It's a state of being that begins with how you treat and love yourself. And once you can cultivate that within and once you can actually tap into that because it's already there, you're able to better tap into that same happiness in an experience with others. As we integrate these ancient practices into our lives that we're talking about, that we're having conversation about, we actually may find ourselves walking down a path of wisdom, a path that's aligning with timeless teachings of those who've come before us, teachings and practices that have been helping people embrace seasonal change, whether that be in your daily life or in alignment with nature. And we can take these times as an opportunity to both embrace seasonal change with an open heart and open mind, but also find solace and vitality amidst the shifting tides of daylight and really come home to enhancing our spiritual wellness and putting our wellness first in our lives from which we know that all else will flourish from. Maintaining our energy and reducing stress during seasonal transitions is essential. Essential, you guys. <laughs> One effective approach is definitely practicing self-care like we've been, like we've been chatting about. But also, one of the things I've noticed is that when the seasons are changing, sometimes we actually find our work demands are changing as well. And so, especially in the fall, I notice work demands change in the sense of work starts to increase. And it's ultra critical during these times that we're really prioritizing our self-care, replenishing our energy reserves. This might also include, you know, regular movement, nourishing meals, and quality sleep. Ancient traditions also emphasize the importance of breath work and energy healing practices. So the idea here is that by harnessing our breath and aligning our energy centers, we can actually help to manage our stress and promote more inner harmony. 
And these practices have actually stood the test of time for a reason. And the reason is because they work. So maintaining our energy and reducing stress during the seasonal transitions is critical. And for this, we can actually look from the inspiration from blue zones. Now, blue zones are areas around the world where people have mastered the art of longevity and well-being. So let's take a look at some of their top practices within our approach of ancient traditions to maintaining our energy and decreasing stress. One of the secrets from the blue zones is the importance of regular movement. Incorporating daily movement into your routine, whether it's a brisk walk, a dance session, or a gentle stretching session, or even if you're gardening and you're working in your garden or you're cultivating, you know, time with animals, that can also be considered movement. So let's allow ourselves to think broadly about this. The important thing is, is that movement not only boosts your energy levels, but also reduces stress by allowing you to release endorphins and also helps you to move stagnant energy in your body. Another valuable lesson from the blue zones is the significance of a balanced diet. So really allowing yourself to fuel your body with nourishing meals filled with seasonal foods like whole grains, vegetables, and fruits, allowing foods to help you sustain your energy and support your overall well-being really makes it easier to cope with seasonal changes and changes in work demands that you may be up against as the season shifts. The other thing is to remember the importance of quality sleep, a cornerstone of well-being in the blue zone. It's important to prioritize restful nights by creating a peaceful sleep environment and establishing a calming bedtime routine. Quality sleep is not only something that restores your energy, but it also helps you reduce stress, it enhances your resilience, and allows you to move through any changes in season as well as work pressures. So let's bring the ancient traditions that we were discussing earlier into the mix. In addition to the Blue Zone practices, we can draw from ancient traditions that emphasize the power of breathwork and energy healing. We can take a moment each day to practice deep, mindful breathing, such as inhaling positivity and exhaling any stress or tension we might be feeling in our body. My family actually reminded me of this specific, beautiful, simple practice the other day. When I myself was feeling this seasonal shift pretty intensely while I was diving into some deep inner work and healing, I found that this simple yet profound practice can really help you to manage stress and really help to promote that inner harmony. And it's one of those things that you can actually just pause and do throughout moments of your day. And so it it makes it really practical. When we think about exploring energy healing practices, there's one practice that comes to mind that has been cherished for centuries, and that's Qigong. I actually used to do a lot of Qigong during certain healing times in my life, 
And I find an awareness about certain practices to be really good because it gives you those options. And I notice what will happen is you'll actually gravitate towards certain practices at different times in your life. You'll start to gravitate towards the ones you need at certain times because those are the ones that resonate with you the most because your inner self knows the way for your healing and your evolution. So there are beautiful practices that focus on aligning energy centers, clearing blockages, and enhancing your overall well-being. And by incorporating these ancient traditions into your life, especially during seasonal change, you can tap into a deeper reservoir of resilience, of vitality, especially during seasonal changes and times where you're feeling like it's a busy work period. Now, as you navigate the transitions of the seasons and any increase in work demands, remember to embrace those timeless practices from the blue zones, from the ancient traditions. Know that you can prioritize moments of movement, nourishing meals, quality sleep, while also harnessing the power of breath work and energy healing. I truly do believe and I myself have seen the results of integrating these holistic approaches that help you maintain your energy, help you decrease your stress, while allowing you the space to truly thrive in every season of your life. And as I mentioned, find like one or two that resonate. You don't need to integrate them all at once. Pick the options that feel good to you or resonate with you the most. Now, we know the shift in seasons often comes with changes in work demands, as we've been talking about. In the fall, as we were chatting about, work can intensify as we approach the end of the year. While in spring, we may find work intensifies in a different way, where new projects and opportunities may start to emerge. So to manage our work-life balance, Effectively, we need to learn how to adapt and also learn how to listen to the wisdom of our bodies that will give us clear signals about when it's okay to pick up the pace or when it's important to slow down. One way to achieve balance is through different time management techniques rooted in ancient wisdom, and one of these techniques is called Pomodoro Technique, which involves focused work intervals followed by short breaks and the practice of really getting clear on what your intentions are for the work that you're going to complete that day and allowing yourself focused time to do your work but then allowing yourself short breaks. This is something that's really near and dear to my heart because there are times in my life where I've honestly worked way too hard or witness my family and friends work way too hard and lose track of what's important in their life. And with little courage in expressing like how it really makes us feel, what we were missing out on in our life. And I can tell you that my life has changed drastically since then. And while it's never perfect, I definitely feel more peace in terms of my work-life balance. One of the ways I have implemented this way of being into my life is by choosing one to two things that I want to complete for my work and giving my full energy and attention 
to those when I'm working on them. This has allowed me to finish my weeks feeling productive, but also balanced instead of having my energy scattered or not finishing my work and feeling anxious because I have too many projects or tasks on the go or incomplete. And then bringing that into my weekend and not allowing myself that space to focus on my connection with myself, my connection with my family, and my connection with my friends, and really all of the things that are important in my life that I love to do. The second key piece is setting boundaries and remembering the importance of setting boundaries so that you're not living to work. Just as nature has its cycles, so should your work and your personal life. Clearly define what your working hours are and it's okay to protect your downtime. Overworking can just lead us down a path of burnout and decreased well-being and actually is so contrary to the balance that we seek here. And if you're listening to this, then it's clear that you're on a path to wellness. I also love to incorporate mindfulness into my workday where I can take a few minutes to just breathe, to deeply ground myself. So an example of this is today. Today, between the tasks that I was doing for my work, I did a 20-minute meditation practice. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's less, sometimes it's simply just closing my eyes and grounding myself to the earth and breathing. But one of the things I noticed is I know when I need to take that moment by just how my body's feeling and how my mind is feeling. It's super helpful to just tune in and really recognize how you're feeling and what you need in that moment. And when we take those moments of time to get into that meditative state, it's super helpful for getting into those alpha brain waves. So we know that those alpha brain waves are super, super helpful for being nourishing to us by allowing us to nourish our creativity, our intuition, and also helping us tap back into the flow of life when we've been more in our beta or gamma brain waves. Our beta and gamma brain waves are more like our brain's turbo mode for focused concentration and alertness throughout our day while we're achieving our goals throughout our day and checking off our to-do list. So this is more like our masculine energy flow. And we want to be sure that we're embracing both sides of our energy flow, our feminine and our masculine. If you're new to masculine and feminine energy, definitely check out episode one because I talk more about it there. But it's really important that we embrace all sorts of our brain waves so that we can nourish from a very holistic standpoint. And speaking of those beautiful alpha brainwaves and their ability to nourish us and help us embrace the flow of life, as we conclude our exploration of flowing with the seasons of nature, remembering that life, like the seasons, is ever-changing, we can really tap into embracing the flow of life and seeing how each season allows us that opportunity for growth, for self-discovery, for renewal. And by incorporating ancient spiritual practices into our daily life, we can find harmony with the natural world, manage the challenges of 
diminish sunlight, helping to maintain our energy, decreasing our stress, or managing our work-life balance during any and all seasonal transitions from fall to winter, winter to spring, and spring to summer. Thank you for tuning in to the Wild Becoming podcast, your guide to conscious living with me, Amanda Machado, where we explore the realms of the vast universe of consciousness that resides within all of us. As you continue on your journey, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate, review, and share the podcast to spread the wisdom of conscious living, and also click that follow button wherever you get your podcasts. For those seeking daily doses of conscious living wisdom, the adventure continues on our social media platforms. Simply visit the show notes where you'll find a link to follow us at Wild Becoming. Your presence, your engagement, and your shared enthusiasm means the world to us. Together, we're cultivating a space where growth, harmony, and purpose flourish. So let's continue this remarkable journey together. Stay tuned for future episodes, diving even deeper into topics that nurture your soul, embrace your becoming, and your journey of conscious living. 